Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. If you're listening to this the day it comes out or the week it comes out, I am currently on a social media detox with many of you, many of you who are in the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe, are joining me in this seven-day social media detox. And by the way, if you're not in the Facebook group, make sure you join. But for seven days, we are going to be off social media or... You know, some people might be doing two days, three days, five days, one day. Any amount of time where you take a break, I think, is commendable. I like to do these every few months, and I've done them in the past with the Women in My Paleo Women Lifestyle Program, and I love when everyone joins in. I think it's so much easier to do a social media detox when you have a group alongside you. And I always get so much done. I come back feeling so rejuvenated and inspired and just all good things. So if you're wondering where I am on social media, I'm off for the week. I'll be back in a week. The show, of course, is still going on. And if you have been trying to decide if you should join in or not, you definitely should join in on this brief social media detox, then you can hop right back into it just with a clear head, start the next month on the right foot. Trust me, you'll feel amazing and you can do it. It's just a couple days. During my week off social media, I am hoping that I will have some extra brain space to really focus in on a few of the projects I have been working on. And one of those projects, I was just working on the gut health section, wink, wink, because everybody needs to optimize their guts. And the easiest thing that everybody should do is get their hands on a high quality probiotic. And my favorite probiotic is the Just Thrive Probiotic and Antioxidant. I know it can be confusing with so many different probiotics out there, but you really want to be careful because so many probiotics out there on the shelves are not even true probiotics. Because studies have shown that most probiotics out there don't survive the harsh stomach environment, so they don't make it alive to the intestines, especially all of those refrigerated probiotics. If they have to be refrigerated to stay stable, how are they going to make it through your 98.6 degree body? I love Just Thrive because it does arrive 100% alive to the intestines. It's a spore probiotic formula made up of four bacillus strains. No refrigeration is needed. This is amazing for digestive reconditioning. 
Those bacillus endospores are going to act like gut police that arrive into your intestines, read your microbiome, and get rid of any pathogens or toxins while also producing compounds and nutrients that help to grow our good bacteria. This probiotic is amazing for supporting the immune system, increasing your short-chain fatty acid production, which actually shifts the metabolism. This can help reduce fat storage, increase your fat burn, and improve your insulin sensitivity. And Just Thrive has been shown in human clinical trials to actually help cure a leaky gut in as little as 30 days. You'll start to see results. Leaky gut is the root cause of most major chronic illnesses in the Western world, everything from heart disease, diabetes, cancer, autoimmune disease, dementia, other neurodegenerative diseases can all be linked back to leaky gut. And a high-quality probiotic has so many beneficial effects on your overall health. It regulates your mood, so if you struggle with depression or anxiety, this is a must. It really helps with any joint pain or allergies because it does support that immune system. This is really important for athletes if you want to boost your recovery. It can help with weight loss and of course any digestive issues. So if you want to check out Just Thrive Probiotic, this is what I recommend everybody take. This is what I take. I usually take one capsule a day with food, but I'm taking double right now to really boost my immune system and I notice a huge difference. So if you want to try this out, just go ahead and hop on over to bit.ly slash justthrivechristina, and my code christina15 will get you 15% off. Again, that's bit.ly slash justthrivechristina, and my code christina15, that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, 15 will get you 15% off. I mentioned that leaky gut is a common root cause for a lot of neurodegenerative diseases and it can really affect the way your brain functions. And today's guest, David Tommen, knows all too well what it's like when your brain is just not working the way you want it to work. He was diagnosed with adult ADD, spent years poring over self-help books, and struggled with depression because he couldn't focus. He started taking Ritalin to help, and it did, but a few years later, he was in the ER with a ton of different symptoms. Neurologists tested him for early-onset Alzheimer's, which came back negative. He was struggling with his focus, but also complete memory loss in some ways, and chronic fatigue, depression. He felt like his life was falling apart, and that's when he found nootropics and a methodically researched regimen of those nootropics alongside lifestyle changes helped him recover and get his brain working better than it ever had before. And now he has dedicated his life to educating people about nootropics. And he is the creator of nootropicsexpert.com, the leading website in the world on all things nootropics. And he also wrote two books, Secrets of the Optimized Brain and Head First. David works to help people understand neuroscience in a really digestible way. He does this on his website, on his YouTube channel, and his books. He has some amazing videos on his YouTube channel I recommend checking out. And I think all of us here are interested in optimizing our brains making them work better than ever, and you will learn a lot about exactly how to do that in this episode. I've talked about nootropics before on the podcast, but I really wanted 
to just get even deeper into this topic, and David is the expert. So let's go ahead and hop into this interview with David Tommen. Thank you so much, David, for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited to chat with you all about nootropics, but for anyone who's not familiar with you, can you go ahead and just tell my audience a little bit about you and what you do? Sure. Hi, Christina. It's I have a website called nootropicsexpert.com, and it's now the premier website for helping your brain in the world, I think. Um, a huge amount of traffic comes from literally almost every country on earth. And we talk about how to repair your brain, optimize your brain, um, all ages. People, parents are asking about their kids with autism up to people in their 70s and 80s that want to keep on working and everybody in between. So, Well, I want to know a little bit more about you personally and what okay. got you into this. I have been adult ADD all of my life, all of my adult life, but I didn't know that. And I always struggled with focus. Uh, I used to work as the executive and with big companies in various parts of the world. And my performance review every year was always the same. It was, David, you're a fantastic manager. You're a great executive, but you've got to learn how to focus. So I bought the books and I read the, and I just I thought it was a moral failing. Mm. I didn't know I thought it, I didn't know what was going on. Then about 14 years ago, I met this beautiful girl in North Miami Beach, and we end up getting married six about six months later. We just really? celebrated our 13th anniversary yesterday. Congratulations! Thank you. Six and months later. Six months later, yeah. Wow, how and soon did I, you propose? About five months after I met her. <laughs> and then you got, you got married a month later? I knew right away as soon as I met her that this was the person that I had been searching for all my life. I love stories and like that. fortunately, she feels the same way. So, <laughs> But cool. she, I was working as a yacht broker at the time, and she saw what was going on. So she suggested that I meet this new psychiatrist in Palm Beach that she knows. This guy sat me down, and within 10 minutes, he diagnosed me adult ADD and PTSD. And I'm PTSD. It took me 10 years to figure out where I think that came from. But ADD, he put me on Ritalin, and it was like somebody turned the lights on in my brain. Mm. It was like a miracle. And so that changed everything. But within a couple of years, I started growing tolerant to Ritalin, and I'm going, there was such a dramatic change in my life. There's no way that I'm going to let this happen. So I learned how Ritalin works, methylphenidate. And I found out that it was a dopamine reuptake, reuptake inhibitor and that it just forces your brain to move more dopamine. So I figured, okay, if it's not working as well, maybe I need more dopamine. So I started doing the research and I found out tyrosine, which is a precursor to dopamine, and acetyl-L-carnitine, which is a precursor to acetyl-L-carnitine, Acetyl-L-carnitine, which is a precursor to acetylcholine, which is a brain-signaling molecule. And Ritalin started working again. I'm going, oh, okay, this works. Mm -hmm. and But I still had never heard the word nootropics. So then about six years ago, I got really, really, really sick. 
And my wife took me to the emergency room because she thought I was having a heart attack. Turns out that I wasn't having a heart attack, but for sudden reason, I'd suddenly become severely hypothyroid. And everything in my body shut down, including my memory. And I fairly quickly got on natural desiccated thyroid, so I started things. Start, I started to feel better. But at that stage, our lives had fallen apart. My marriage was failing. I was broke. My business was failing, and I was desperate. Didn't know what to do. But I had enough presence of mind to. I went to two different neurologists that tested me for Alzheimer's. Wow. Yeah, and they said, it's not Alzheimer's or dementia. We don't know what's going on. So I was on my own, and I started doing the research. I had enough presence of mind to remember my experience with uh, L-tyrosine and Ritalin, and I'm going, okay, there's got to be something here. So I just started trying different supplements, and I finally, it took me about two and a half years. But I finally healed my brain, got it working better than it ever had before, and got my business going again. Marriage is now better than it ever since the day we were married. And I got my marketing business back on track. I started writing for uh, alternative health companies. And a guy in England hired me to write some advertorials for a nootropics stack. And that's when I really learned about nootropics and, and started writing about various supplements that help the brain. During that period, when I was doing the research to write these advertorials, this is about four years ago now, going on five years, I realized that there was no information. The, the information that it, it was scattered all over the place, mm -hmm. and most of it was in clinical studies. There was no one central place for me to go to to be able to learn about what helps things like anxiety or depression or ADHD or PTSD or OCD or and go, okay, we need one central place where people can go to and learn the stuff that I had been learning. And that was how Nootropics Expert was born. Wow. Okay. So I have quite a few questions. <laughs> First of all, how soon after putting together your stack did you start to feel better? It took a I started incrementally feeling better right away, okay. but I didn't really feel like myself again for about two years. Okay, so it took a while. It took a while, yeah. But then don't forget that I was stumbling around because mm -hmm. I was just trying this and trying that and trying this and trying that. And this body needed it had to go through an extensive healing process too to pull everything back together again. But... Uh, it was just trial and error and experimenting with the different things mm -hmm. until I finally put together a nootropic stack that worked for me and that I still use to this day. I've tweaked it here and there mm -hmm. and improved on it. But somebody in my position now, it would probably take them a few months. Okay. Okay. Simply because they can come to somebody like me that has accumulated all of this information and sorted it in a way that is easy to access and you can quickly get to the root, the cause of their problem and make some suggestions. Mm -hmm. But I never, I never had that. Yeah, and now you're, you're helping everyone else out, <laughs> thankfully. Um, do you mind me asking, like you mentioned the PTSD, what did you, what was the root of that? You said it Hurricane. took you... Yeah, Hurricane Louis. Oh, wow. 
It was, and I actually wrote a, that's how I came to that realization a couple of years ago was hurricane season mm-hmm. in South Florida. And I wrote a post on PTSD for hurricane because a lot of people that survive a hurricane are going through PTSD, just like somebody that went came back from Iraq or, or Afghanistan. And as I was writing this post, I go, oh, that's what I think happened to me, because I can't think of anything else in my life that may have caused that. Hurricane Louis was a Category 5 hurricane that came through Antigua, and it hung around for two days. And I was married at the time. My new wife and I were hiding under a table for two days in this concrete bunker while the island was being flattened around us. Wow. It was, I'd never been through anything like that before, and I haven't been through anything like that since. But it was, yeah, so I think that's where the PTSD came from. Why do you think that it took you so long to figure that out? It just never dawned on me. Isn't that interesting? How like we go through, we can go through a traumatic experience and never connect that it's trauma. Yeah, I, I just me trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I love a good life. I live in a beautiful place in a beautiful part of the world, and I've got a great like trauma me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely interesting. Um, Post traumatic stress disorder. I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I think it's uh, misunderstood by a lot of people because we often think PTSD and think of very specific situations, but can affect a lot more people than we realize. It turns people's lives upside down and they really don't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. And the doctors don't know what to do about it either because the, the closest that mainstream medicine has gotten to treat PTSD are things like um, talk therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, relive the experience so that you can suffer again and hopefully that'll. But that's just not the way chronic stress or really, really severe stress works in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, it. <laughs> How does it work in the brain? Traumatic brain injury is more like getting a concussion. A blow to the head immediately sets off a cascade of events in the brain affecting neuron depolarization, the release of excitatory neurotransmitters, ionic shifts, changes in glucose metabolism, altered cerebral blood flow, and impaired axon function. And that description is exactly what happens when you suffer... um, post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, it, it's scary. It's like getting knocked in the head. Mm-hmm. And and people just really don't realize what's going on. Um, so they go to the doctors, and the doctors put them on SSRIs. And um, the SSRIs don't work, so they put them through behavioral therapy and have them relive the experience. And that doesn't work. And... Um, they're kind of like left at a loss. And when I started looking into this and realized what was going on in the brain and the symptoms of full-blown PTSD, I'm going, essentially what happens is your brain hardwires 
your brain has got two different pathways. There's a long, long-term potentiation, which helps long-term memory form. Mm-hmm. If you've got excess cortisol, which is caused by something like a severe event, like a hurricane, it's called long-term depression. And you get a spike of cortisol, and it hardwires a pathway between the hippocampus and the amygdala. And the amygdala, as you know, is the lizard part of your brain that's responsible for your flight or flight fight response, right? Mm-hmm. This hardwiring caused by severe stress is not the way your brain was designed. But your brain, this ongoing stress tricks your brain into rebuilding these circuits and hunkering down for the long haul thinking that this is an ongoing problem. Okay. Is this making sense? Yes. Yes. And it will continue being an ongoing problem unless you do something to intervene and reverse this. Okay. Which would be? Right. So what your brain is doing is it's laying down the scaffolding link to anxiety, depression, and PTSD. It coats neurons and myelin, which is an unnatural process. It reduces the number of neurons and the gray matter decreases while white matter increases. Right? This is not the way evolution designed our brains to work. So you intervene with things to help reverse this process and to heal your brain. And you do that with things like ashwagandha and bacopa and NADH or NADH and lithium orotate and L-theanine and phenibet and rhodiola rosea. And I can walk you through each one of these things, but the point is, is that there are real dietary supplements available that will help repair your brain. Like ashwagandha, for example, helps regenerate axon and dendrites and synapses. That have been that have been destroyed by by chronic stress. Um, Bacopa monieri uh, is another classic example where uh, research at Banaras Hindu University in India showed that bacopa was as effective for anxiety as the benzolorazepam. Wow. Right. So instead of giving somebody an SSRI that may not work or may work or whatever, but comes with a host of side effects, instead use brahmi. Right? Or, or Bacopa. Um, lithium orotate. Lithium orotate is this miracle nootropic, I think. I discovered it about a year ago. And lithium has been shown to prevent apoptosis. It reduces glutamate toxicity mediated by NMDA receptors. It promotes brain-derived nootropic factor that's needed for um, neurogenesis. Um, and lithium orotate stops mood swings. Uh, my wife actually keeps lithium orotate in her purse so that when we're out in the car and I lose it in traffic, she doesn't say anything. She just hands me a couple of lithium orotate tablets. Does it work that quickly? It does. Wow. Yeah, within a couple of minutes. It's amazing. Okay, let's back up for a second. Um, okay. Because, I mean, I've talked about nootropics on the on the show before, but just in case someone this is the first time they're listening, mm. um tell me what a nootropic is and it, like it, let's explain that to the audience okay a nootropic is there's a guy named dr cornelia gurgea who was a romanian um chemist 
and he invented or synthesized paracetam by, back in 1963. And paracetam is just it's an analog, a derivative of GABA. And Dr. Gergea, he designed paracetam, I think, to help um, the cosmonauts at the time during the Russian space program. But what he thought it was going to do, it turns out that's not what it did. What he found is that paracetam helped learning and memory. And about 10 years later, in 1972, he decided to coin the term nootropic to refer to or to identify this um, class of racetams that he had invented and that people have been designing from that base since. Uh, and nootropic is derived from the Greek words new for mind and trepan to bend, so to bend the mind. Mm. And then he gave us a definition of what a nootropic is, a list of five criteria. And he said that a true nootropic enhances memory and the ability to learn. It assists brain function under disruptive conditions like a lack of oxygen. It protects the brain from chemical and physical toxins like barbiturates. It increases natural cognitive processes, and it must be non-toxic to humans. Okay. So that's the basic um, definition of nootropic. Now we refer to nootropic as anything that's a cognitive ham- enhancer as a nootropic. I make a very sharp distinction between nootropics and smart drugs. The media and a, a lot of people mistakenly make – they lump things like Ritalin and Adderall and Modafinil – as a nootropic, and it's not. I consider that a smart drug. Anything that you need a prescription to get that helps your brain is a smart drug. Anything that's a nootropic is natural or it's natural-based, and you can buy it at the local vitamin shop or at Whole Foods, or you can even buy some of them at your local supermarket or pharmacy. Okay. So nootropics are basically dietary supplements that somehow help your brain. Okay. So what are some... That, I mean, you've listed out a bunch already, but what are some that are maybe more commonly known that people might not realize are a nootropic? Oh, well, a classic one, I suppose, is cacao. Okay. Um, Cacao comes from, it's basically dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. And cacao beans are one of the richest sources of antioxidants that we have available. And... um, so its nootropic benefits are that it helps heal your brain and it improves the theobromine in cacao helps boost blood flow, similar to what a, a stimulant would do, but it's not a stimulant. Another classic one is caffeine that everybody on earth consumes one way or another, either coffee or, or some kind of a tea. Mm-hmm. That's considered nootropic. Um, nicotine. Nicotine is a nootropic. There are two different kinds of acetylcholine receptors in your brain. There's muscarinic and nicotinic acetylcholine receptors. And the nicotinic acetylcholine receptors only respond to nicotine or nicotine-like substances. But nicotine is a nootropic. So those are just some very, very basic examples of. And then a lot of the things that we use as nootropics as isolated or individual things like L-tyrosine, for example, which is, is involved in the synthesis of dopamine, we get from food. Mm-hmm. Or you can get it as a supplement. So 
a lot of the nootropics that I've reviewed, and I've individual ones probably 92 so far, kind of like lost count. A lot of them um, originally are come from food, and back in the day that we didn't need nootropics or supplements, we could get all of the stuff that we needed from food. But our food supply now is so inadequate that no matter how good your diet is, you just cannot get the nutrition that your body and brain need to function optimally. Mm-hmm. You just can't. So you need to. That's the reason why we supplement. That's what they call supplements to supplement our diet. Mm-hmm. And we go one step further, and we. Um, if our brain is functioning great, we want it to function a little bit better. So there's nootropics for that too. But Can you list some of – so basically, a nootropic would help anyone who wants to boost their brain function. But there are a few different conditions that especially could benefit. Like So you mentioned the ADD and um, PTSD. So what else do you, do you find these are useful for? Anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, um, OCD, um, I, you know, Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. um, dementia, um, Parkinson's. You just name pretty much anything that has ails your brain. Mm-hmm. There is something out there that can help it, either prevent it or help heal it. Okay. Okay. I think this is super interesting. So, and so basically what you do is <clears throat> you help people figure out what exactly to put together, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's exactly what I do. And that's exactly what they can do themselves too if they come to Nootropics Expert and they just start digging around the site. Mm-hmm. I've got um, posts on things like um, how to improve uh, memory and concentration. And I explain how memory and concentration works, the biology of it, Mm -hmm. in very plain English. And then a list of nootropics that you can try to improve memory and concentration. Um, You know, the same thing with PTSD that we talked about. I've got one post called How to Create the Best Nootropic Stack. And I've also got a post on um, Best Nootropic Stack for Beginners. And... It gives uh, this one on create the best nootropic stack. I have people stop and think about what do you want to fix. So I give specific suggestions for cognition, thinking, and decision making, Mm -hmm. for memory, for anxiety and depression, for energy and motivation, and for brain repair and maintenance. So I highly suggest that people just stop and focus and figure that one thing that I want to correct right now. Mm-hmm. And then try to tackle that and learn how these things work, find something that works, and then start building from there. One of the things that we found, however, is that there's no one-pill solution. Okay. Unlike what the way we've been conditioned in our society, but if you're suffering from, say you've got a problem with cognition, thinking, and decision-making, mm-hmm. right? That is... Cognition includes um, thinking, knowing, short, working, and long-term memory, decision-making, and problem-solving. Mm-hmm. Those specific areas of the brain are responsible for that and specific neurotransmitters. If you want to fix executive function, you can't just do it with a alpha-GPC or CDP-choline, which are precursors to acetylcholine. 
you might need N-acetyl-L-tyrosine. L-tyrosine is a precursor to dopamine. Or you might have a problem with inflammation, so you use pine bark X and, and cerebral blood flow. Your blood flow isn't so hot in your head. So you use something like pine bark extract to help your blood move more freely. Or you could be lacking in the B vitamins. Mm-hmm. The B vitamins B6, B9, and B12 are absolutely critical for synthesizing neurotransmitters. If you take L-tyrosine with the expectation of making dopamine, but you don't have B6, B9, and B12, you're not going to make dopamine. Mm. Okay, so the cofactors. The cofactors, so you need a combination of supplements to achieve one particular goal. Mm-hmm. So is there is there an element of guess and check with this? <clears throat> there is a lot of trial and error. Okay. And um, there isn't so much guessing if you do a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. Because if you say, okay, I've got a problem with depression. Um, what's causing it? And so I give people a list of things that could be, the cause, could, could be at the root of the depression. And depression is not necessarily a lack of uh, serotonin, like Big Pharma would have you believe. It could be a problem with neurogenesis. It could be a problem with neurotransmitters could be a problem with prescription medication or stress or so I have if if it is a problem with neurotransmitters for example which neurotransmitter mm-hmm. there's a set of choline dopamine glutamate GABA norepinephrine serotonin it could be any one of those mm-hmm. so you would take them one if you really have no idea you just take them one at a time if it's a set of, to find out whether it's a set of choline, try alpha uh, GPC or CDP CDB choline, and see if you feel better. If that doesn't work, then for dopamine, try L tyrosine, and to see if you feel better. If that doesn't work, then you try GABA, and see if that works. If that doesn't work, then if it's serotonin, then you try L tryptophan, and to see if you feel better. But just by this process of elimination, if you really don't know, just by this process of elimination. You have to go through the process of experimenting with various supplements until you start feeling better. And they go, oh, okay, I've got an issue going on here with serotonin. What can I do to help serotonin? Mm-hmm. And there's probably a dozen different nootropics that one way or another affects serotonin and its use in your brain. So another way to do it is if somebody is using a prescription med and they're getting some satisfaction with it. For example, if they're taking an SSRI, Mm -hmm. a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, and it's working, which is a bit of a miracle, but if it's working, then you know you've got a serotonin issue. Mm -hmm. So you know to start experimenting with serotonin supplements. Okay. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. So on average, how how many supplements do you say someone is taking in their stack? It ranges anywhere from three or four to somebody like me who uses probably 20 or 25 different supplements during the day. Wow. How do you keep that all straight? Um, well, you, I started out very basic, don't forget. I started out with Ritalin, dopamine, mm-hmm. L-tyrosine. Mm-hmm. And acetyl-L-carnitine, which is involved in the synthesis of acetylcholine. So that was two supplements. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of like built from there. And um, 
I discovered that the B vitamins were necessary for uh, boosting, for creating uh, all of the neurotransmitters, including dopamine. Mm -hmm. So I got a B complex. Um, I found out that my food wasn't providing all the nutrients that I needed. So I started taking a really high quality multivitamin. Um, and I found that um, I had a problem sleeping. I've always had a problem with insomnia, which is typical of somebody with ADHD or ADD. And so I discovered how sleep works. And so I found that I, melatonin is, is the first thing that you try, and that didn't work for me because it made me sick. So I found tart cherry juice, which is a natural um, source of melatonin, and L-tryptophan, mm -hmm. and, and GABA, and magnesium, and that's my, my sleep stack. Okay. So you just you just add these things. You're going, oh, okay, I want to fix this. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. Do people have to be worried about interactions between these? Yes. Absolutely. The biggest problem is with prescription drugs uh, because uh, if you're on an SSRI, for example, or an MAOI, mm -hmm. you cannot take something that directly boosts serotonin or you can, it, it could result very easily in serotonin sy syndrome and kill you. So, yeah, you've got to be very careful. Uh, St. John's wort is another problem. You cannot use St. John's wort if you're using a prescription antidepressants or anti-anxiety drugs. Um, but it's easy enough to find out if there is, if you decide that you want to take something and you are taking your prescription med, you go to a nootropics expert and look up that particular nootropic and look under the side effects section. Mm -hmm. And if you want to dig deeper, you can go to the drug interaction checker. That is, I think, drugs.com. Mm -hmm. And they've got, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of drugs listed with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of interactions with other drugs and supplements. If, so someone, if someone isn't taking like a prescription drug though, like just within their nootropic, their nootropic stack, like do they need to be worried about those interactions? No. Okay. no. Well, to a certain extent, but the worst that's going to happen is it's going to make you sick or it'll make you irritable or it'll make you moody or so it's not going to kill you. Okay. And so you think that a lot of this stuff could take like a couple months of consistent use? It depends on what your problem is and what you're trying to fix. Sure. Okay. Um, if you've got a problem with something like low dopamine, you can take L-tyrosine and feel better in 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Right? Caffeine works within minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but there's other things like bacopa or ashwagandha or rhodiola that um, you probably will start feeling a little bit better within a couple of days, mm -hmm. but you will not get the full benefit of that nootropic for two or three or four weeks. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, I would love to go through some different um, health struggles and kind of what your recommendations would be. For each kind of just starting off, just some baseline information. So, can we start with anxiety? Because I think that's a lot of a lot of listeners struggle with anxiety. So, like, if someone has anxiety, um, where would you recommend they they start with that? 
see if you can determine what the, what the root cause of your anxiety is. Mm-hmm. Very similar to depression. The anxiety could be a neurotransmitter problem. It could be a problem with serotonin or GABA or dopamine or norepinephrine or glutamate or some other neurotransmitter. So the best thing to do is just to go through these each one, one by one, and try a supplement for serotonin, try a supplement for GABA, try a supplement for, for dopamine, and keep on working at it until you start feeling better. And I've got a list of the supplements that help each one of these things. For example, if you've got a GABA problem, you're either on benzodiazepines mm-hmm. or you could use nootropics. And, for example, um, the racetams display some really nice anxiolytic activity because nootropics like aniracetam and oxiracetam affect ion channels that affect GABA in your brain. They're actually GABA derivatives. Um, same thing with dopamine. You could use nootropics like folate and L-theanine. Both help boost dopamine in your brain. You don't have to use L-tryptophan. Okay. When, when you say figuring out the root cause, so let's say someone does know the cause, so then w- like which nootropic or like wh- which supplements would be best suited for different types of anxiety? I would suggest that they go to this post that I've written on anxiety so that they can zero in on, I think this is what the problem is, and you'll get a list of supplements. Say you're on beta blockers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beta blockers work on norepinephrine. Natural beta blockers are DHA, which is an omega-3 fatty acid. Magnesium works like a beta blocker. St. John's War works like a beta blocker. Um, If you're on SSRIs or MAOIs or some other anti-anxiety drugs, you could try something like aniracetam, which is from the racetam family of nootropics. That works with dopamine D2 and D3 receptors. Um, you could try ashwagandha, um, which is an adaptogen, and it's been used for for thousands of years to help relieve anxiety and fatigue and restore energy. And uh, baco- or you could use bacopa, cacao, folate, ginkgo biloba, ginseng. There's so many different choices that you could use to replace that SSRI or MAOI. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would you pick one of those and go with it or a combination? I would – if you were brand new to this, I would choose one or two. Mm-hmm. If you were a little bit experienced with taking nootropics, then I would try a combination. I would pick three or four and go with it. But the problem with you're diving in head first and, and taking three or four or five supplements all at once, if something – if it works, you don't really know why it worked because you don't know what yeah. in, that, in that stack was helping. So, um, for example, if you've got a problem with dopamine, um, you could take L-tyrosine, right, which is a precursor to dopamine, and then add the B-complex vitamins because you need B6, B9, and B12 to produce dopamine. And you could add aniracetam, which works with dopamine D2 and D3 receptors. Mm -hmm. And that could be your stack right there. Okay. What about ADD? Let's go back there for a second. What are some of the top, some of the top supplements you recommend to look into? Uh, typically, the first one is um, 
L-tyrosine for uh, for dopamine because typically you're using methylphenidate or Adderall, which is an amphetamine mm-hmm. that works on either dopamine or dopamine receptors or dopamine transporters. So I would say go with something like L-tyrosine or N-acetyl-L-tyrosine. And then I would add alcar, acetyl L-carnitine, because that helps brain cell signaling. Um, it helps move um, acetyl L-carnitine helps move fatty acids into brain cells where they're used for fuel, and it helps flush the oxidized fatty acids back out of brain cells. So it keeps your brain cells healthy, and it help, helps repair your brain cells, and it helps dopamine work better. Then I would an, add aniracetam because it affects dopamine D2 and D3 receptors and a B-complex vitamin, and that would be an ADHD stack. I would also add DHA because your brain is your brain is 60% fat, and most of that fat is DHA. So find a really good DHA supplement, not fish oil, not an omega-3, but a DHA supplement. You need about 1,000 milligrams of DHA per day. Um Coconut oil is another fantastic supplement um, for a number of reasons. Um, one of the problems with um, ADHD is um, depression. Mm-hmm. That seems to be part and parcel of it. I find that a combination of salbutamine, which is a synthetic version of thiamine, a combination of salbutamine and aniracetam is the best antidepressant I've ever used. Wow. With, with all of these supplements... Do you link on your site to certain brands? Like, does that matter when people are looking for things? It's not so much the brand, it's the quality of the supplement itself. And I've written a couple of articles on how to choose the best supplement. Mm -hmm. Um, The things to look out for is the reputation of the company. Typically, the larger companies are more trustworthy. Um, then if I, for example, Doctors Best, Now Foods, mm-hmm. Swanson Vitamins, um, Thorn, um, Nature's Way, which has got less expensive supplements. But the next step, the reason how I found Nature's Way is um, they've got less expensive supplements. But when you go to their website, you realize that they test the heck out of everything. They test the raw ingredients coming into the factory. They test it during processing and encapsulation. And then they have a third party test it after encapsulation before the ship's into the customer. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what you're looking for. And then the next – because you want to make sure that if they say that there's this – these ingredients on the label, you want to make sure that those ingredients are in the capsule as well. Yeah. And then the other thing to look for is the other ingredients that is below the main list of what's supposed what is supposed to be in that supplement. Mm-hmm. The other ing- you want to you you want to choose a supplement that has got as few or no other ingredients. And by other ingredients, I mean things like magnesium um, dioxide and silica and. Um, just all these chemical names that you can't pronounce, mm-hmm. they're not there for your benefit. Mm-hmm. They're there because it makes the, the powders flow easier through the machines when they're making the capsules. Mm-hmm. It stops them from clumping. It sto- it, um, there's a preservative in it, so it gives it a longer shelf life. There's a, one in there for color so that it looks better. 
there could be something in there like a flavoring so that it doesn't smell as bad. You want as few of those things in there as possible because all of those chemical-looking names under other ingredients do other nasty kinds of things in your brain that that you don't want. Um, So sometimes that's hard to find because Mm -hmm. you can go to somebody like – I'm not going to name a name, but just take one big supplement company, a well-respected supplement company, and they will have two kinds of GABA. Right. One will just have GABA and maybe some rice flour in the capsule. Mm -hmm. And the other GABA will have a list of five or six different chemical looking names under other ingredients by the same company. Why do they do that? (laughs) I don't know. I really don't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) From a from a money perspective, I understand why they use these added these other ingredients. Because for the reasons I just explained. But there must be somebody on that team that says, wait a minute, <laughs> Why do we have to have this stuff in here? Can we produce a supplement that has got a lot fewer of these things in it? And so they've got some sway and they do it. I don't know the real reason, but I'm just guessing. Well, it just seems odd that if they would have the same product, like two versions of the same product, you know, like if you're already going to make it. With I've that. seen it. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> It is weird. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, quality matters for sure. So, people are probably going to get different. Does it matter if they're switching brands? Like Switching brands is not a problem um, at all. Other things that you can look for is a certificate of analysis. Okay. Every supplement company worth its salt is going to have a certificate of analysis for each batch of a supplement that they make. Some of them actually provide it as a download on their website. Um, Others will give it to you if you ask for it. If you contact their customer service and say, I want a certificate of analysis of this because I just want one. And they should be able to give it to you. If they can't, move on to the next supplement. The other one is you want to find a supplement that's got actually therapeutic dosages. Um, If you take a look at a lot of, I ended up switching multivitamins because the one that I was using, it was good. um, And it had all nice whole food based ingredients in it. But it also had a bunch of other stuff in it that didn't make any sense, like 50 milligrams of choline or like choline bitratrate and a sprinkling of raspberry powder and a sprinkling of this and a sprinkling of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you don't want. You want actual therapeutic dosages of, if you're going to use 750 milligrams of GABA for a bed, you want a supplement that's got 750 milligrams of GABA in it, mm-hmm. right? Um and uh, bioavailability is another big issue. For example, uh, turmeric mm-hmm. or turmeric or however you pronounce it, um, the, it, it has got very, very poor bioavailability. We know that if we add piperine to turmeric, it increases its bioavailability by 2,000%. Yeah. So if you're going to buy a turmeric supplement or a curcumin supplement, find one with piperine in it or bioperine. Or get a separate bioperine or piperine supplement and take it with your with your turmeric or, or, or curcumin. 
The other thing to look at is extracts. Um, oftentimes, you're going to get um, alliance main mushroom, for example. The dosing depends on the strength of the extract. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing with ashwagandha. A lot of natural herbs, you're going to get a lot more powerful supplement if you get an extract and an extract you can be pretty sure that you're going an extract is going to have the genuine article in the capsule if you just have ashwagandha powder unless somebody can provide a certificate of analysis you don't really know whether that's ashwagandha powder or not but if they've got ashwagandha extract and it's a patented extract and it's on their label you can be pretty sure that that's what's in the capsule yeah that makes sense um it's interesting how they can get away with not a lot of supplements don't have the amount of whatever it's supposed to have in it actually in there. Yeah, and that's a really scary thing. I mean, the the New York uh, Attorney General um, a few years ago sued and went after Walgreens and Target and Walmart and even the vitamin shop. Because they went out and they bought a bunch of supplements from each one of these big retailers and they went out and tested them Mm -hmm. and found out that some of these supplements didn't even – I'd have to look up my post because I've got exactly what they were looking for. But um, a rhodiola rosea capsule, for example, had wheatgrass in it and zero rhodiola rosea. Wow. All of these big names – And, of course, so one of the things you don't want to do is avoid um, big box supplements. Like, you don't want to buy your supplements at Costco Mm -hmm. or Walmart or even Walgreens or your local supermarket, particularly if they're um, private label branded, Mm -hmm. because you can't be sure what's in there. Go for the big names, supplement companies that that's all they do for a living is they sell supplements. I mean, Walmart is not – that's not their primary moneymaker. Yeah. <laughs> right? So – but oddly enough, there is one brand or I think one brand at least in Walmart that you can get um, that actually is a very well-respected brand and it's a lower price. Um, but you really have to know what you're looking for and willing to do the research. Yeah. Um, what do you think about there are there are a lot of companies now who are like doing pre made stacks, you know, so like you'll just buy something and it says like that that it's a nootropic stack and has all these ingredients and you're taking a bunch of pills. Yep. There is Well, there's a ton of them around. Um and there's there seems to be a new one every week mm-hmm. because this market is exploding. And everybody wants a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is to look at the reputation of the company first. Check out their website. See if they're willing to provide a certificate of analysis that what they're putting in the capsules is, is genuinely what's in that capsule. And then look at the dosages mm-hmm. and see if those, the dosages of whatever they're using are going to make any difference to you. I can name a couple of big, very well-known, popular nootropic stacks that have been around for a few years that I wouldn't use because they're using a proprietary blend. The proprietary blend is a combination of ingredients that 
they'll have four ingredients in um, four ingredients, and they'll say this is 645 milligrams with these four ingredients. Well, I don't know exactly how much each one of those ingredients is in that 648 milligrams, right? Yeah. You want to look for a detailed label that shows you exactly how many milligrams of this, how many milligrams of that, how many milligrams of that. And then use a site like Nootropics Expert and look at the recommended dosages to find out whether that that amount makes sense. Okay. Because you will find a lot of – I actually wrote a post called the best nootropics that you can buy on Amazon. Okay. And I listed – a handful of the ones that appear at the top of the search results for nootropic stacks. Mm -hmm. And I explain how this particular supplement you want to avoid because, and I forget the reasons, but I think the the dosages were minuscule. It was more a multivitamin than it was a nootropic stack. And four or five other supplements made by other companies had exactly the same ingredients on the label with the same amount. So obviously these guys are private labeling something, mm-hmm. which is essentially useless. Okay. So you just got to be aware of, I mean, it takes, I think this is the issue is you really need to uh, do your own research, right? Yeah, and, you really do. Yeah. I mean, it's your brain. Yeah. And it's your body. What do you put, you know, it's just, you're not going to, pick up something off the sidewalk and eat it, right? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you stick a capsule in your mouth and swallow it if you not know for sure what's exactly in that capsule? Yeah, that's very true. Something else I wanted to ask is, is there like, in terms of age, a, a minimum age someone should be, you think? Kind of, yeah. The human brain develop, and I just I've just started this research because there's I'm getting more and more and more demand for it. Mm-hmm. But the human brain develops up until your early twenties. Mm-hmm. I mean, some real st- structural structural rewiring going on, and so um, anybody that's under twenty one can use some of these supplements so long as you're just providing what you would normally get from food. Right, mm-hmm. um, but at much lower dosages than than an adult. Mm-hmm. Other supplements like the racetams, I would stay away from completely, mm-hmm. because these synthetic nootropics are designed to affect and help rewire particular parts of your brain, and they're effect very effective doing that. But if you're 15 years old, you shouldn't be doing that because you're going to end up messing something up. Okay, so. Uh, if you're under 21, just be really, really, really cautious. Mm-hmm. And if you choose something, make sure that it is not um, working on – it's not going to severely change the natural process that's going on in your brain and use the absolute lowest dosage you can get away with. Okay. And I give dosage ranges for each one of these things that's based on clinical studies. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if the if the recommended dosage was 250 to 600 milligrams a day, a younger person that their brain is still developing would, would either do the lowest possible dosage, 250 milligrams, or half of that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but after um, after your 20s, then yeah, anybody can use this stuff. 
um, and really needs to use this stuff because there's certain things that stop working and start reversing in your 20s. Well, do you think that there are some things everyone should take? Yeah. <laughs> like what? A really good, high-quality whole food multivitamin. Okay. A really good bio-available, bio-identical B-complex vitamin. Mm-hmm. Um, coconut oil or MCT oil. Mm-hmm. DHA. Magnesium. Um, those are the things that I can think of right off the top of my head. If you're a little bit older, if you're getting into your 30s and 40s, you probably want to add things like selenium and zinc. Mm-hmm. Um, what about just, like, let's say someone feels pretty good, but they want more focus, concentration, boost their brain in that way. What would you suggest? Hmm, say you want to improve concentration and memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a normally healthy person, but you just want to get a little bit of... You would do something as really as basic as CDP-choline. Okay. CDP-choline is a precursor to the synthesis of acetylcholine in your brain, but it also enhances the release of dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. Okay. That's a really nice supplement for anybody to use. Mm-hmm. Um, go to cola. It's called the stu- this, it's called the student herb in Bali because it sharpens the mind. Mm-hmm. And the way go to cola works is it prevents the breakdown of acetylcholine because it affects um, the enzyme that naturally breaks down acetylcholine. Go to cola helps prevent that breakdown. Okay. So instead of using CDP choline, you could use something go to, like go to cola with, that would just help your brain release more acetylcholine rather than breaking it down. Um, phosphatidylserine. Phosphatidylserine is a phospholipid that the pho- is it part of the phospholipid component that is part of the membrane encasing every one of your brain cells. And that's made of uh, very broadly of phosphatidylserine, phosphatidylcholine, and DHA. Okay. So. If you want to help just something like concentration, you could make sure that you could optimize your brain cells by taking something like phosphatidylserine and DHA. Mm-hmm. Uh, rhodiola rosea is an adaptogen that's been used in Russia and Scandinavia for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Clinical studies show that rhodiola rosea helps improve mental performance under stress. Okay. So yeah. would, that, would that encompass just like concentration but and and memory or is there anything specific for memory sure in memory um you could use something like alpha gpc mm-hmm. which is also a precursor to the synthesis of acetylcholine um ashwagandha um is an ayurvedic um an old old ayurvedic herb that helps regenerate axons and dendrites and reconnect reconstruct synapses in your brain you need these axons and dendrites in synapses for long-term potentiation that helps encode long-term memory. Mm-hmm. Bacopa monnieri, the bacocides A and B and bacopa help improve signaling between brain neurons. And when you improve that signaling, you help improve memory. Um, what else? I think that's a lot for people to work with. 
Yeah, but I'm just getting started. Oh, wow. <laughs> There, there's there's plenty of choices. I mean, it's just you know what can you afford and and how brave are you? What are you willing to try? And yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of overwhelming. Like you know, there are so many options. How does someone pick? Pick two. You just pick random two that call to you. Random two that call to you under concentration. Random two that call to you under memory. Okay, and you see how it works. Yeah, and most people are shocked. Okay, but you got to give it time. You got to give it time. Like you can't just use it once and go, hmm, "That didn't work." <laughs> yeah, and so do you need to take this every every single day, or should you ever skip Some, a day, or what? Every single day, and sometimes twice a day. Okay, and H- higher dosages, just as a general rule of thumb, higher dosages of a supplement. Um, say you're going to take 600 milligrams of. Um, 600 milligrams of L-theanine. Mm-hmm. So you take 300 milligrams in the morning and 300 milligrams at noon. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't take them all at once because you want this benefit throughout the day. You want to keep as a, 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 the, the, a level amount of this in your bloodstream throughout the day so that you get the benefit from it. Okay. Certain things that you would just take once a day, like your multivitamin. Well, if it's a four-capsule multivitamin, I would take two capsules in the morning and two capsules at noon. DHA, you want 1,000 milligrams a day, I would take the 1,000 milligrams in the morning because it's it's a stimulant. So you'd want it in the morning. You wouldn't want to do it too late in the day. What about with or without food? Does it depend on the supplement or? That's a good question. If the label says that you should take it with a meal, it means that something in that supplement is fat-soluble. Mm-hmm. And so your body needs fat to help deliver it across brain cell membranes. That's the reason why it says take it with a meal. Okay. I can't be bothered um, because I, I take my stack several times a day. Mm-hmm. I just do it with a tablespoon of coconut oil, unrefined coconut oil or MCT oil. Okay. And that works and it doesn't affect the water cellular supplements. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some amino acids that you don't want to take with food because the amino acids in your food are com- going to compete with the same neuro, the, c- going to compete with the same amino acid transporters in your gut as the ones in your supplements. Interesting. Right. So if you're taking fat soluble supplements and amino acids, don't take it with a meal. You can still do a tablespoon of coconut oil to ensure delivery of the fat soluble supplements. Mm-hmm. But the amino acids are also going to get delivered, too, because it's not competing with the steak you just ate. Okay. So should the rule of thumb be not with food unless it says with food? Again, it depends. Um, uh, there's a lot of water-soluble supplements like um, some of the, a lot of the B vitamins, for example. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're water-soluble, but it doesn't matter if you take them with food or not. Okay. Um, the water soluble supplements that you don't want that you don't want to take with food would be things like amino acids that are competing with competing with your meal. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so do you have like if you had to pick one one supplement that's your favorite, what would it be? Impossible to answer. <laughs> Can you pick three? I can pick three. I would say <laughs> N-acetyl-L-tyrosine, 
acetyl-L-carnitine, and DHA. Okay. Okay, good. I think it, people just like to know, you know, what your favorites are. Yeah. that's that. Those are specifically for the ADD brain yeah. or ADHD brain. But what's interesting is a, a lot of them overlap because a lot of these, like in terms of what's happening with our mental health, um, are working with the same neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. You know, like you see similarities. So I feel like there's a lot of crossover between the different conditions. There is, and there's a, a lot of different ways to attack the same problem mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. So if you're working with, um, like, dope, we'll keep on coming back to dopamine because it's just so easy to talk about. Yeah. Um, right? If, if you're working with dopamine, you can use L-tyrosine or anacetyl-L-tyrosine, or you could use, you could use um, aniracetam because it enhances dopamine D2 and D3 receptors. Mm-hmm which means that it helps make dopamine work better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's, you can, there's several different angles that you, can promote, pro, that you can approach one particular problem or issue. Okay, so just get creative and, they, and try and, something and, out. Yeah, and they support each other, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you can, you can get too much of something. Um, if you find that something is working and it makes you feel really, really good, don't take more of it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Because that's just that's bad news. Um, if you boost dopamine too much, you're going to suppress serotonin, mm-hmm. and you're going to end up going in a bad mood, and you're going to be irritable, and nobody will want to live with you. Yeah. Well, also some of these amino acids, for instance, um, if it's working for a bit and then it stops, isn't that usually a sign that you need to stop taking it? Hmm. Like I use amino acid therapy with a lot of my clients with depression or anxiety, and that's usually the point at which like if they're taking it for a few months and it's really working and then they stop they stop getting the benefits and then we take them off and they don't need it anymore because they've been producing enough of their own that's possible that's absolutely possible yeah so i think people just gotta pay attention to the body you know you've got yeah you well when you do this long enough you learn to listen to your own body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean really listen Mm -hmm. To and you can sense, you can feel what's going on. Yeah, I think it's empowering. Honestly, there's so many options, right? Um, yeah, so many things to try. It really is. Yeah, so it's amazing. Well, thank you so much for like sharing all this and breaking it down. I think people have a lot to work with and find this all really interesting and how you can enhance your brain. Um, and I think it's applicable to everyone so if people want to learn more from you just remind them where they can find all your info please go to Mm nootropicsexpert.com which has got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages Um, it's easy to navigate and it's easy to find stuff and if you get lost just use the search search function top right Mm -hmm. and type in depression and see what pops up and you'll have lots to choose from. I've got two books. I've got a free download called Secrets of the Optimized Brain. You just provide your email address and I'll immediately send it to you. Mm-hmm. And that is about 75 pages of just, um, I think there's 70, about 70 nootropic supplements in it that are just what it is, why we use it, and how much to take. Okay. So Secrets of the Optimized Brain is a free download. Uh, Head First is my big book. That's nearly 600 pages. 
and it's basically a manual. It's called Head First, The Complete Guide to Healing and Optimizing Your Brain with Nootropic Supplements. It's the only book like it in the world. The last book like it was published in 1992. And this really is a repair manual for your brain. And it's actually on sale right now as we're recording this. But it might be a little bit more expensive when, when you finally get around to, to hearing this podcast. But it's still affordable and it's absolute. I've got the average person on the street up to neuroscientists that are buying this book. Mm-hmm. They find it. The feedback has been fantastic. I've got a YouTube channel, Nootropics Expert. The YouTube channel has got, I think, over 100 videos on it now. Wow. So a lot of people prefer listening to that or watching me pre- pre- present this content rather than reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a Facebook page for Nootropics Expert that I keep on forgetting to check, but that's fairly active. <laughs> so there's plenty of ways to get this stuff. All right. Awesome. And And I provide personal consultations. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, if somebody has got a particular, there's enough. They think they're turning out to be really, really popular. I do thirty minutes or an hour, and why would you want one if you're already taking nootropics but you want to tweak your stack? Mm-hmm. I can help you. If you're brand new to it and you have no idea what to do, I can help you. Mm-hmm. If you are on prescription meds and think that you want to try switch to something more natural, we can talk about that. Um. So, yeah, personal consultations as well. Thank you so much, David, for coming on the podcast. If you want more from him, just go ahead and hop on over to nootropicsexpert.com and you can find him on YouTube if you just search Nootropics Expert. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you share it with someone who you think would also benefit from this information. I think we all want to improve our brains. And if you share it on social media, make sure you tag me so that I see it and I can say thank you. I really appreciate it when you share the episodes. And if you have not already left a rating and a review on iTunes, it means so much to me when you take the time to do that. And it helps other people find our community. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe, if you haven't already. Just search for that on Facebook and request to join and I will add you in so you can connect with other Thanks again for tuning in today. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I'll chat with you again next time. Bye.